Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. Hi, my name's Evie, and uh, you're listening to KEXP's Live at Home. I'm joined here by my friend Claude. Hi, Claude. Thanks for being here with me today. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. This is really exciting. (laughs) We're very excited to have you here and uh, and to listen to a few songs that you recorded for us. Um, If you want to introduce the first one, we'd, we'd love to have you do that, and we can listen to those tracks. Okay, cool. Yeah, the first one is Cuff Your Jeans live on KEXP at home. Never been that good 
So, Claude, your debut full-length record, Super Monster, is out now, and it's gorgeous. I just want you to know it is. Yeah, it's a very, it's a perfect record, and it's exactly the kind of record that I needed in my life in 2021. So, thank you for that. And I'm hoping that you can tell me a little bit more about the title of the record and what it means to you. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, Super Monster means a couple different things. Basically, it's it was originally from a Daniel Johnston sketch, and I've been like a fan of Daniel's work for a while, his music and his art. And on my last day of mixing my record, the owner of Electric Lady Studios, where we where we were mixing, um, just like happens to be managing Daniel's artwork right now with uh, Daniel's brother. And he like rushed over on a bike at like two in the morning, like the last day we were recording. It was like raining, total like <laughs> rom-com style. Like a perfect and, drama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't have the album title yet too, which was also like on the, at the forefront of my mind while we were record or while we were mixing. And he was like, Claude, like I have something to show you. I don't know if you like Daniel Johnston, but here. And he like showed me this sketch um, that, he just like found in at Daniel's parents' house and it said Claude the Super Monster on it. Mm. And it was like so it was the exact spelling of my name. It it was just really weird. And at the same time I was doing I was like reading a lot about how like the genderqueer experience is uh, often compared to that of like Frankenstein or of like creatures mm-hmm. and monsters. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to put like creature or monster in my album title. Um and so right away, I just asked the family if I could use Super Monster, and then I did my own artwork for it. But yeah, it's sort of where it came from. It was like it was just perfect kismet for you yeah. to get that artwork. So did you make you made the art, artwork yourself, or did you commission somebody else to do it? No, I did it myself. Wow, very Thanks. cool. Thanks. Uh, so, where do you feel like you found inspiration while you were writing this record, or what inspires you? I always like sit around and like, and I'm always like, I can't write a song right now. Like I'm not inspired enough. Um, (laughs) But then I often find that like my best songs come out of the most mundane situations, you know, Mm -hmm. and the most like regular life stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think I'm just, there's nothing that like sparks my creativity more than, you know, just doing nothing i guess just being a human yeah (laughs) doing what humans do exactly Mm -hmm. well you've had a little bit of time to kind of sit with this record now because you did you write and record this in 2020 uh no i mean the oldest song is probably like three years old Mm, and um the newest song is probably like six months old but um most of it was written and recorded in like uh, December through February of like 2019, 2020. So pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic, I mean, definitely during, you know, a certain four years that created a lot of unrest in the world, but before the election, before all of that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just curious if you've sort of recognized any themes in your record that you weren't really aware of, like when you were creating it, now that you've heard the songs, um, Mm-hmm. And this this album has sort of come to a conclusion and been released to the world. Is there anything that you felt like, any sort of themes throughout the album that you yeah. weren't really aware of at the time? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I think the whole time I was writing my record, I didn't know I was writing an album because mm-hmm. I was sort of waiting for 
sort of this chapter in my life to feel like it closed or to come to some sort of like, what's the word, like conclusion or um, closure. Mm. And I was waiting for that. And I'm like, and then I'll start the new chapter of my life, you know? Um, But that doesn't happen all all the time, you know? And I think the theme that became, sorry, the city. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think the, the theme that became super apparent in my album was that growth isn't linear and that like you can have a really great hour and then the next hour it's like your day sucks you know and and the same thing with like relationships and friendships and whatever that be like I I would get so frustrated with myself because I felt like I'd be taking two steps forward and then three steps back I don't know what the exact saying is but you know what I mean you know yeah I do yeah Um, so um I I'm curious if you can tell me a little bit more about the collaborators on this record, like um, Claro, maybe, and Mm -hmm. Nick Hakim. Just tell me, like, how did you come to work with these people? And I I also want to preface this with saying that Falling with the Rain is um, something I've played a lot on air, (laughs) and I I really love that song. Thanks. yeah, so th- it's, I think it's one of my favorite songs off the record. So I'd just like to little, know a little bit more about that collaboration, if you can tell me more. Yeah, definitely. So Falling with the Rain is with Shelly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I need to backtrack a little bit. Okay, so, backtrack. <laughs> um, my, a few years ago, I, I did like one, two semesters of college at Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And um, in my first semester, I met uh, my friend Josh. And... He was a producer, and I was, like, a songwriter. And I started, like, sending him my songs, and he started producing for me, and we started this duo called Toast. Um, And we put out an EP, like, in, like, the summer of 2018, I think, Um, and immediately, like, got asked to tour, and um, he wanted to stay in school, and I wanted to go on tour. And he's like, you should just try it for a semester, and, like, come back and you know see if you liked it and so like one tour turned into three into four you know and the project eventually turned into Claude but um Josh never stopped like working with me like he produced like five or six songs on the record and he's always like contributing to my songs like we're Mm -hmm. always working together and so at Syracuse I met Claire there as well and Noah who Noah Gatsuk who's also like plays drums and Shelly and um, we're always sending songs like back and forth through texts and uh, you know like their Noah's drums are like all over the record it's sort of just this like natural collaboration process and mm-hmm. um, I realized when I was mixing the record Falling with the Rain was the only one where all of Shelly played on it so we decided to like make it a Shelly song as well mm-hmm. but really it's like these are like the friends that I think I collaborate with musically the most. And so, you know, it's really sprinkled throughout the record, but yeah. Well, again, I love that track. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Sorry. That was a lot. (laughs) No, no. I'm glad that you told us that was good. That was a good backstory. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. So um, one last question before we get to some more music. So you were, you were the first artist signed to Phoebe Bridger's new label just mm-hmm. satisfactory. How's working with Phoebe, Ben? We love Phoebe here. Yeah, it's been really great. Uh, it's so, yeah, it's so awesome. I've, I've been like, 
I feel like I've been following, like, Satisfactory is also a part of, like, Secretly Group mm-hmm. and Dead Oceans, and mm-hmm. I've been uh, following that label since high school, so that was definitely really surreal to be part of the group, and, like, in college, I'd had a radio show and played Phoebe all the time, and mm-hmm. um, it was, it was, it's just, like, a really surreal moment, for sure. Good. I'm glad, mm-hmm. and she's fun to work with, I can assume. Yeah, she's like a fun fun. person. Yeah, Yeah, good. So creative. All right. So you have a few more tracks that you've recorded. um, The first of which is In or In Between. Is there anything you want to tell us about that song? You want to give us some background on it? Uh, It's just a sexy song. (laughs) (laughs) I do love a good sexy song. All right. So um, In or In Between up next. We'll listen to a few more songs and then we can talk again in a minute. Spell 
So we just heard um, in or in between, we heard This Town and Soft Spot, which I believe is one of the singles, was one of the first singles that you put out for the record, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sounding great. Thank thanks. you for recording those. Do you want to tell yeah, us a little bit having. about um, where you recorded these songs or like the process about that at all? Yeah. So um, most of them were done in New York, I'd say, uh, just at like friends houses or my own um soft spot was actually like a year a year ago actually like february of 2020 i was in la for a couple months like trying to write and you know 
And um, I had like a random like two day session with this producer, Dan Nigro, Mm -hmm. um, who ended up producing like driver's license (laughs) by Olivia Rodrigo, which is like so, so cool. Love that for Dan. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we like wrote this. We wrote Soft Spot. I had this note in my phone a few nights before I was like at a party and I spent the entire party like so nervous and just like working up the nerve to like go talk to this person that I saw there that like I had feelings for. And like I finally like went up to them and it just like was not them at all. It was somebody completely different. And I was like, I wasted this whole night like trying to like talk to you and it wasn't even you. And um I already like had a note in my phone written like I've got a soft spot for you. Um Aww. and I told that story to Dan and he was like, That's so funny. And I'm like, let's write a song about it. Like and uh yeah, he sort of helped me write that one and his his approach to to production is really really unique, I think. I think he has like a very crisp and I'd say, like, his songs and his production are really easy to listen to Mm -hmm. without being too bare, if that makes sense. It does, yeah. Um, So, yeah, we spent a couple days on that song, and yeah. Well, Claude, it has been so lovely to spend spend this time with you. I really appreciate you doing this remotely, (laughs) and I Mm -hmm. hope that someday soon you can come and perform in the studio here. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, thanks again for being here. It has been really nice to talk to you. And uh, yeah, we'll see you here in Seattle soon. Cool. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Claude.